welcome to the No Name MMA Show, the best damn MMA podcast you've never heard of, with Mystic Daddy Juan and No Nutshot Nina, and yours truly, Motivated Let's get on with this shit. Welcome to the No Name MMA Show, the best damn MMA podcast you've never heard of. My name is Motivated Andy, as always, joined by my co-host. No Nut Shot Nina. And uh, thank you for joining us on this Wednesday, May 11th, uh, 2022. Before we get into this past weekend (laughs) and what happened... Let's talk about uh, other aspects of our lives that are not directly affected by the MMAs. Okay. It's okay. It's okay, honey. Babe, what'd you do this weekend? Okay. So, um, <laughs> we started watching this really amazing show on HBO, The Staircase, and it follows one of my favorite true crime stories. Of um, the Petersons in Durham, North Carolina. And the cast is phenomenal. Perfect. 10 out of 10 so far for me. Yo, shout out to all the gays up in that Durham County YMCA. Hooking up in the saunas. Yeah. Yeah, y'all freaks, yo. But good for you. Uh, Yeah, good for you. Um, so we've been doing that, and for Mother's Day, we went over to my mom's new house that she's, um, at, and she's renting this house this time right now, and this house is, like, beautiful and has so much cool potential, but is, like, kind of, yeah, they just did not take care of it, and it's, like, exposed um, wiring and shit. Yeah. So like they're begging for a lawsuit like the banister is moving. Yeah. Nothing's really um like as safe as it should be. Right. So we're hoping that she cashes okay in, there. baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe there Money is. Money bags. Uh, yeah. 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 Um and But then, also that she's safe. Yeah. The um, money. <laughs> Stop it now. Stop. Charles Olivier. Um, and we also went to Top Golf this weekend, which was really fun for Mother's Day. Yeah, I think I ended up getting last place. I did make it all the way to the very end, though, and that's the first time I've ever done that at Top Golf. Yeah, you so, were in first place. Oh, did I end up in first yeah, place? Yeah, me oh. and Cadence were in last place. I, well, I wasn't, <laughs> no, I was either first or second, but uh-huh. Lucas was doing work. Yeah, Lucas so. got wild there. But I did win the first game, mm-hmm. and that's all that matters. <laughs> but um, yeah, as for me, I fucked up my Elden Ring file. I respect my shit. There's so there's this in Elden Ring. There's this person that you can go back to, yeah, and you can like change your shit. Mm-hmm. And there's certain things that you can't use unless you have certain attributes. Mm-hmm. So, like, intelligence, I had it really low, and I wanted to learn some spells. Yeah. So, I just wanted to try shit out, because I knew it was the final two bosses, and I had already beaten them pretty easily with my current setup. So, I was like, it's the end of the game, I don't want to do it again. Like, not recently. hmm So, like, at that point, I was like, I just want to try everything out, but I tried it out too many times. Yeah. And I ended up, like getting stuck with like a shitty character kind of yeah so now i just have to learn how to play with the shitty character and then beat the game yeah so it's it's tough it's Mm -hmm. it's tough couple of days for me since that (laughs) pay-per-view um and then my day got brightened up because apparently like brendan shop got he was on this press tour for his comedy special he ends up going on andrew schultz they talk about the walk to the truck, and that is in reference to Annie Lederman on Trash Tuesday with Kalila Kuhn, who is Bobby Lee's wife, I think now. Uh, they trash Brendan Schaub. They say that they tried to, that he had hit on her before. 
Kalila Kuhn and had tried to walk Annie Lederman over to his truck. <laughs> and um, he said that he doesn't know what they're talking about, blah, blah, blah. So apparently they had an agreement, Kalila Kuhn and Brendan Schaub, to not talk about this. They were like, okay, whatever, it's over. Drop it. Yeah. But because he talked about it on Flagrant 2 with Andrew Schultz, um, she was just like, this is fucking fair game. So they go on the H3 podcast with Ethan Klein and his wife. Mm -hmm. And they're like, yeah, no, like, he came after us. He said that Bobby Lee was, like, he had created that Reddit group, the one that I told you about, that was, like, gnarly into Brendan Schaub. And that Bobby Lee was getting threatened by other comedians and podcasters, which I'm assuming, I don't think it would be Joe, but Brian Callen maybe, or like other people, mm-hmm. which sucks because it's Bobby fucking Lee. Like, yeah. I remember him from Mad TV. Like, I love Bobby Lee. Yeah. I think he's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Um, But yeah, like he was saying all this stuff and Kalila was just like, yeah, it was almost like get your bitch in line calls. Mm-hmm. Like. So, that's where we're currently at. Yeah. And then she's like, yeah, no, like, we weren't cool like that. It's just like, whatever, you suck. I don't care. Yeah. But then, like, bringing Bobby into it just because apparently they had proof against Kalila because her and Bobby had an open relationship at one point. Mm -hmm. And they were making it out to look like they were cheating or she was cheating on him. Right. And he's like, no, we had an open relationship, but that's private. That's, like, for me to know and for nobody else to know about. Right. That's my shit. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Brennan Schaub. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but, yeah, that was my weekend. Uh, besides that trivial sadness. Nothing else. Just uh, crying. Crying my heart out. Yeah. Brian. Yeah. Anyway, besides that, off to Nina for the no name of the week. All right. So this is second time around for Miss Lupi Godinez. Uh, dominates. Featured before, but not enough people really are talking about her. Um, headed into this weekend. This so, past weekend. But right. Yeah. Right. Right. But Lupi Godinez, she is. She's like. She wants to be like Boars. She's like down to fight every week or whatever. Yeah. So props to her. She looked really good. Hopefully she does rest up a little bit. I think her nose got busted up. But yeah, yeah other than that, keep on doing what you're doing and hopefully you have success. That's right. So yeah. Okay. Awesome. So over to the MMA Minute. McGregor slams and clown. Well, refers to Justin Gaethje as a clown. For pretending to be asleep after tapping to Oliviera. He, so Connor said on Twitter, this absolute clown that all pretend to be asleep after he tapped as well. LOL, jackass. I feel like whenever he was typing that up, yeah, he sounded like the guy from, uh, what's that Adam Sandler movie with the golf? I don't know why I'm drawing a blank, but... Uh, Happy Gilmore? Yeah, Happy Gilmore. You remember the guy in the car that was just like, Jackass! <laughs> yeah. he, like, he would fuck with him, like, Jackass! Uh-huh. Like, I feel like that's how he's saying Jackass, uh-huh. and that's the only reason I fuck with that tweet. <laughs> uh, yeah, Steve-O called out Conor McGregor for his trash talk. He's yeah. like, this must be trash talk. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's kind of, I don't know. Silly. It's silly because you tap to the same people. Like, Charles Olivier would tap you. Yeah. So, but I get it. I don't know. I don't know. Do you think Gaethje would I, I don't want to sound like a Connor hater because the UFC does the best when Connor's in it. Yeah. So, that's where I do want Connor to have successful return. But it's kind of just that diminishing return on his trash talk. Before it was so fucking good, it was like peak. Remember, this is the guy that wore a suit with pinstripes that said fuck you on them. Yeah. Like, that was peak. Yeah. And then it's just not. Do you think Gaethje was pretending to be asleep? No, but, I mean, shit. If I'm talking shit, I'm going to say that. Yeah. If I'm going to talk shit about Justin Gaethje and how he went out, 
And if I'm a Charles Oliveira fan that took that like rubbed me the wrong way, I yeah. might be I might be saying some shit like that. I don't think he did that. Like, um, yeah, Charles Oliveira <laughs> is not a weak submission artist. Like he's gonna choke you the fuck out. Yeah. So. It is what it is. <coughs> All right. Sorry, guys. Just changing this font size for a second. Uh, Sugar Sean O'Malley says that Barrett has earned a rematch and targets UFC title fight by early 2023, saying to Ariel Hawani that he has gotten a new agreement. Yeah. Sean O'Malley is trying to get some Cheeto shit. He is scheduled to fight Pedro Munoz later, mm -hmm. I think in the July 2nd card, yeah. which is UFC 276. I don't know, something like that. But yeah, uh, you know, props to him. He knows he's going to have to fight Cheeto yeah. before he gets a title shot. Yeah. Uh, Pedro Munoz is a good fight for him. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we'll see. Like mm -hmm. right now he's on that precipice of like, after this step, it's like... It's very much like the part where I'm at in Elden Ring. Like, after this step, mm -hmm. that is, you no longer fight these unranked guys that are easy. How long ago did Sugar Shea, Sugar Sean and um, Cheeto Vera fight? A couple of years ago. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I want to say a couple of years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. It was, for Sean Madeley, it was just a speed bump along the way. I mean, he's mm -hmm. still very much just getting better with time. Mm -hmm. Cheeto Vera also, it's though, getting is getting so fucking good. insane with time. Who do you have in that rematch? Cheeto Vera. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, even though Sean O'Malley is getting good, mm -hmm. Cheeto Vera wades in yeah. and he does not care. Yeah. So. He's getting that confidence, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think Cheeto wins that rematch no matter when. Yeah. But Sean O'Malley's a tough fucking fight. Yeah. And I would not be surprised if he ends up... I mean, after what happened this past Saturday, my world has been shattered nothing and nothing is sacred you. anymore. Yeah. Nothing. Mm. Well, my moving world. on. <laughs> Cowboy Cerrone versus Lozon rebooked for June. The battle of longtime lightweight action fighters was supposed to take place on last Saturday's UFC pay-per-view but was canceled after Cowboy came down with a bad case of food poisoning. This is going to be one of Cowboy Cerrone's last two fights. To be honest, I thought they were going to like ghost him out of there. Like, we just weren't going to see him again. I mean, So I'm shit. glad we get to see him because I was kind of thinking they that were going to pull it. an Irish exit. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Like, Yeah. I mean... How long has it been since he's fought? The last time we saw him fight, Dana said, me and Cowboy yeah. are going to have to have a real tough talk. And then it just was like, he was sort of brought up every now and then, and then we never really saw him. Yeah. And I was like, we might not ever yeah. see him again. So uh, I'm glad we've got, we got that in the works. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad it happened. Like, you know, it's going to happen in two weeks. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, get on Cowboy. And, well, not good on Cowboy. Good on the UFC for being able to pull this around. They get a fight. Uh, I believe they did, got their show money. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. Just another payday for two veterans that are getting close to the end of their career. Joe right. Lozon said as much like, this might very well be my last right. fight. So yeah. it's that much extra heartbreaking that I can't even get to it. Retired um, two fighters in yeah. the same fight. <clears throat> yeah. Um, moving on, Marino versus Cara France two in talks for interim belt. This is all despite Figueredo winning the title fight four months ago. Yeah, this is lame as fuck. I'd rather see the tetralogy. Yeah. But I mean, I don't know what's going on with Figueredo. But yeah, like, why are we doing an interim belt? Like, mm. it can be. I, I, Mm -hmm. I get it, but it's not even six months. It's right. not even six months Yeah. for interim belt. Like, yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, at least this means that they're going to get paid more money. Mm -hmm. This is a pay-per-view money. Mm -hmm. So that's where, like, that's why I have the issue with interim. Yeah. But if they're getting pay-per-view points, they're getting paid. 
So, yeah. fuck it. Anything that gets the fighters paid more, but also... Mexico. I mean... I mean, it's cool. Like, I'm Mexican, but still, like, this is whack because yeah. it's dumb. It, it, it cheapens titles. Yeah. It cheapens interim. Sure. Like, Tony getting the interim title belt, I value as much as the title belt itself. Mm-hmm. Because lightweight is just that fucking division. Well, and it was like Tony for so long. And here our interim champ has been switching between Marino and Figueredo yeah. for how long now? So it's not even like there's like a solid number one, mm-hmm. you know? So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Fuck mm-hmm. it. Why not? Yeah. Uh, Yair versus T-City is in the works for July. Two of Featherweight's best are set to face off this summer in a five-round fight night main event booked for July 16th. Yeah. Uh, Fuck. That is going to be a fun fucking fight. Yeah. Little known fact, or known fact if you're a fan of Hot Ones, (laughs) Yair Rodriguez is the favorite fighter of Hannibal Burris. Yeah. One of. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's mm-hmm. pretty cool. That's cool. I didn't know that. But now you know that. Yep. So, if you want to, like, get a casual into MMA, you can be like, Hannibal Burris is... Mm-hmm. And if they don't know who Hannibal Burris is, then tell they, them to fuck themselves. Nah, tell them, like, <laughs> fuck you. Uh, uh, I don't want to be your friend anymore. Go away. You suck. And you smell weird. Sorry. I'm still hurting, guys. Okay. okay. I'm going to lash out sometime. Alexander Rockich predicts breakout win over Jean Blakovich at UFC on ESPN 3. Sorry, guys. So many letters and numbers. ESPN 36. He will win the championship. He will also have a long title reign. Man, you know what I always say. In the sport of MMA, as soon as you start fucking counting your chickens... Mm -hmm. Like, you're looking too far ahead. Yeah. You've got to stay on task. Yeah. The task is a fucking monster. Yeah. Polish power. Yamlachowicz is going to fucking tear through. Look what he did to Dominic Reyes. Like, he ended up being champion for a reason. So, I'm not saying that Rockic is not talented enough. He's very young. And I currently have Blahovich's resume as better than Rakic. Mm-hmm. Even though Rakic almost made me throw up after he knocked out Jimmy Manuel. Oh, yeah. Early, the we first thing even... I first thing I fucking saw, like in the fucking morning, because I remember that card was like, <laughs> and it was just like a sledgehammer, like into me, like. Nina is hypersensitive because of the staircase, but it was kind of like the staircase. Like, what would have happened to the skull? Like, Rockage's leg could have okay. killed that lady. I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, it sounded like that. So, yeah. Um, I still got Blahovich. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I just think the, the, the dismissive nature of the disrespect in his words... Saying he is going to become champion. That means he knows he's going to win this. And he's going to win. Like I I get the confidence. I just don't like. The disparaging of your current opponent. Mm -hmm. And it's not. It's good if you sell it right. But you're selling it wrong here. You're saying that they're nothing. Where you should be like. Praising Blahovich like. This is a really tough fucking fight. This is a former champion. A guy that did this, did that, destroyed Dominic Ray is like mm-hmm. the guy who arguably beat John Jones. Like, he's a big fucking deal and this is a big stage for me and I'm happy to be here. Mm-hmm. But no, instead you're like, no, nah, I got this one in the bag and then the next one and I'm going to be champion forever. Right. All right, cool. But it only works one way. So now you have to go out, because this is so much egg on your face now. Mm-hmm. So much of you don't get the win. And it's just like an easy cop-out to yeah. talking smack. Yeah. Is the unbe- like, 
don't know. It's just cheap. There's no, like, gravitas to it, you know? It's just empty words for me. And yeah. it's empty words with a high risk and low reward. Yeah. Because then, if you win this in spectacular fashion, then you have to win the next one in spectacular fashion. Or else this will always be that quote. So, I, I don't know. May, I'm, maybe I'm being sensitive. I Maybe I'm being sensitive to how I like to promote a fight if I were a fighter. Mm-hmm. But I just think it just kind of misses the mark. Yeah. You want to be able to be interested in a fucking firefight. In a war. Mm-hmm. And this doesn't sell me a war. This sure. sells me yeah. a slaughter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's had right. nothing but fucking boring fucking fights. Yeah. So also, like, yeah. shut the fuck up, maybe. like. Yeah. You just had a fucking 25-minute staring match with Tiago Santos. Like... Chill the fuck out. Just coming off of Rose versus Esparza, like, let's chill out. Let's chill out. Imagine if Carla goes out there and says, like, she's going to have a war with somebody. Like, no. Yeah. I mean, no disrespect. No. Right. I mean, actually, kind of, no. No disrespect. All right. Moving on. DC gets inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame during the broadcast this last weekend. It wasn't all bad this past weekend. Yeah. Uh, I'm really happy for him. He seemed to be really, like, hyped. Uh, he also mentioned that him and Habib are the first ones out of the same gym, two in one year. It would be dope if they inducted Luke, mm-hmm. make it three, and then Kane as the fourth one. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, UFC, dude. If you do that, I'll be your fucking... Uh, I'll suck on that, that Dana White tee up. I'll pay, I'll pay for every pay-per-view if you make that happen. I don't even care. That would make that would make Tony losing the way he lost worth it. Like I'll do whatever you want. I will write any op-ed that you need me to write to convince motherfuckers that you're a good person because oh my god, that would make my life so complete. Mm-hmm. Actually, that would make fucking perfect sense. From a PR standpoint, why would you not? Cuz then if you tease it, mm-hmm. if you tease it, Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're gonna fucking want it, and it's gonna make it that much better. Yeah, do that shit, UFC. Boom. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm selling you ideas here. Boom, free. You're welcome. Then I'll let you still suck balls, unless you do what I tell you. <laughs> then you have nice balls, and you don't suck any of them. You suck no balls. <laughs> Copyright. No ball sucked. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> Angela Hill, if she makes it to the octagon, will become the first straw weight with 20 UFC fights. That's one bad bitch. Oh, Mama Queen. First black woman to star in a UFC main event. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Fucking dope. Yeah, I'm that's all for awesome. Brandon Royval wants backup spot for Marino versus Cara France interim flyweight title fight. So maybe we'll see that happen instead for some reason. That would be pretty crazy if Brandon Marino couldn't make it and then it ends up being Marino versus, or I'm sorry, Royval versus Kai Cara France too. Okay. And the first fight that they had was a fucking insane, like, technical little explosion okay uh Renner Royval goes in gets knocked down by Kai Car France mm-hmm. as he turns around he throws a spinning back elbow mm-hmm. and uh that spinning back elbow lands on Kai Car France perfect yeah so they're both getting knocked down left and right and it's just like two Tasmanian devils going at it yeah it was really fucking fun this will be really fucking fun between Marino and Kai Car France or Whatever happens, right. I would like Brandon Royval to get one more fight under his belt before getting back up there in terms of like title talking okay. shit. Okay, okay. Um, an update: No charges have been made for Mike Tyson after that video of him punching that guy on the plane. But come on, yeah. Who can think that we need? Yeah, to I mean, him? we all saw that video. That guy was being belligerent and. He was, like, if it were anybody else, it would be harassment. Mm -hmm. And you 
you did it to Mike Tyson and we're supposed to expect something different. Like if it was anybody else, we would all be like, hey, you know what? It is what it is. But, you know, it's Mike Tyson. Like you were going to get fucked the fuck up. And that's exactly what the fuck happened. Yeah. So, yeah, nobody's confused or like bewildered by this announcement. Yeah. Where we were all expecting this. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, and then lastly, Molly McCann gets another UFC London home fight versus Hannah Goldie. So that's going to be a hyped one up in London. Yeah. Molly McCann is coming mm-hmm. off of the fourth spinning back elbow finish. Yeah. Uh, Hannah Goldie seems like a pretty good grappler. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Um, it's a good fight for both women. Yeah. But this is, I mean, I think it's a good fight for both women, but I can see how people think that this might be a lesser fight for Molly, Mm -hmm. like almost taking it too easy. But hey, if you can get an easy fight, I'm all for it. If you think it's an easy fight, just prepare like it isn't. Yeah. And, you know, hype up your opponent. Yeah. Share some of that shine. Share some shine. Share some shine. Shimmy, shimmy, (laughs) shimmy, shimmy. And that's it for the MMA Minute. It's time. All right. It's time. Thank you, baby. You're welcome. I love that. Anyway. All right. So first, um, we have to talk about Charles Oliveira and the win over Justin Gaethje and the fucking drama leading up to the fight. So I was at home, working from home, just watching the... uh, Weigh-ins. Watching the weigh-ins, but not really paying attention. I just had it on in the background because usually it's just kind of just fodder to the ear. Like, I'm not really interested. Mm -hmm. I wasn't paying attention. I started scrolling through Instagram for a little bit. And then I saw that, hey, there's 20 minutes left until Charles Oliveira makes weight. I was like, wait, what the fuck do you mean 20 minutes left? You usually get an hour. Yeah. But I had missed that he had missed weight before. And I wasn't paying attention. But as soon as I started paying attention to what was going on, they were like, oh, my God, it's two minutes left until he has to weigh in. Mm -hmm. Like, this is unprecedented. Like, what happened? Because nobody had really seen a title holder for the UFC not make weight. weight. Right. So he was half a pound over. And... At that point, the UFC releases a statement saying that Charles Oliveira is the current champion. Upon him entering the octagon, vacates the title because of the weight miss. Mm -hmm. And this is where I disagree with a portion of Ariel Hawani's opinion about the weight miss. He said that because of a stickler of the commission, that that half pound... By anybody else would have kind of gone along with it. Uh-huh. He said that somebody was doing their job too good. So they did not cut any slack and cost Charles Olivier all this money. And that's where, in my opinion, it's like, no. Like, if this is going to cost me possibly hundreds of thousands of dollars in cash, I'm going to have multiple fucking scales. Joe Lozon said, I have a digital scale. Like, I have this kind of scale. And it's a pretty good scale. It's a $130 scale. Plus, I also check my weight. So, it's like, you have your own scale. Plus, you check your weight on the machine that's down there. Uh And it's just like, for me, there would be too much incentive to make sure I'm on fucking weight. Yeah. And it's curious enough that the... The conspiracy theory that comes from a Brazilian, I think, that, oh, the scale was off and it just happens that the two people that miss weight are Brazilians that have notoriously missed weight. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe the answer is the simplest one. Maybe it's just that Charles missed weight again. Norma Dumont missed weight again. Yeah. And it is what it is. Yeah. Um. There's people that, you know, that cut weight like that. And then after they do an initial cut, like Mike Perry, he's like, I can't sweat anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. I just can't. Like, no sweat is coming out of me. That was going to be my next 
question, like, because you're, I mean, he has a hard time making weight, so you know he's trying his yeah. damnedest. You know he's drained the fuck he's out. He's already fucking tapped yeah. what he's capable of doing within that time frame. So, like, what do you do in that hour? Yeah. Like, really, what do you do? You don't have any any hydrogen in your body. You yeah. know, like, how do you... It's just, like, you got to put yourself in a, in a fighter's position. They soak themselves in tubs filled with alcohol to drain out every that last bat, last bit of, like, moisture in their body. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the point that they... At that point, like, between that, the sauna suit, going to the sauna, working out, Getting going sick, into the sauna, going into the, water. uh, yeah, like, a hot tub, like, doing all of that. In between all of that, there is a point where your body says, like, nah, fucker, like, you can't lose any more water like that. We have no more water to yeah. give you. And that's where I think that it's more reasonable to assume that Charles Oliveira's body shut down. Despite him working out and doing this and that, and he couldn't make weight. Mm -hmm. Besides it being like, oh, there was this thing with the scale when they were changing it from kilos to pounds. And it's like, all right, cool, but you probably had a, like, a scale. Well, and then it's like, that's why you don't necessarily don't get a fight. But that's where your consequence comes in of you're going to be stripped of your title after this fight but i mean it's still fair enough this half pound doesn't matter enough to not fight the other right you know like opponent but there's got to be some kind of consequence because this guy did the same thing and did what he was supposed to do and that's where i wouldn't care as much except for the fact that justin gaethje did make weight yeah that's not fair to the guy that did have to cut that extra exactly half pound. Exactly what I'm saying. Like, we're playing by the rules here. Because yeah. somebody's playing by the rules. This is how I felt in the gym during COVID. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how when we started to just barely reopen, mm-hmm. they're like, you can go back to the gym, but you have to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. And when I'd go to the gym and not see people wearing a mask at all, I yeah. was like, this is Bro, some fucking bullshit. Fuck? Because if I have to wear a mask, you have to fucking wear a mask. Yeah, like... What if you get me fucking sick? What if you just get anyone sick here and then no one can go to the gym anymore? Right. Like, that fucking is annoying. Yeah, and that's what <laughs> and kept that on happening. And that shit happening. Yeah, it kept happening so, at yeah, my gym, no, too. I think that, yeah, no, that half pound that is important. Is so that is fucking... not fair to the opponent. Yeah. I, I, I think, it, yeah, it does matter. So yeah. you can't blame somebody for doing their job. Right. You just can't. That's stupid. Yeah. And that's where, like, I am... But, and this is a big but in the whole situation, is that because of this weight miss, the UFC belt is an imaginary fucking belt. The UFC controls it. That's why Conor McGregor can possibly fight for it. Mm -hmm. They name the champion. Mm -hmm. Which is fine. Charles Oliveira is no longer champion in name. Mm -hmm. But he better get those pay-per-view points. Mm Mm-hmm. Because, oh my god. Mm-hmm. That fucking win against Justin Gaethje. Snatch it. He goes out there, gets knocked down twice, tries to pull guard. He's like, yo, you want to come at me? Like, down here? Said, Justin nah, Gaethje, nah, bitch. nah. Like, you can miss me with that. Come on, let's Pass. go back up. Thank and you, then man. he lands, like, this perfect, I think, like, right. Right on the chin. Knocks Gaethje down. Mm-hmm. And he's not scared of Justin Gaethje's ground. So... He goes in, dives head, first into the back of Justin Gaethje, grabs that shit, and is trying to set up an armbar, I think. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, he's on top of Gaethje, he's trying to set up an armbar, and then he goes back around, circles around it, and then gets his neck, Lying and then we're in. like, yep, that's it. Like, Rear naked. And sure enough, right within like there. half a minute, he like sinks it in, mm-hmm. finishes Gaethje in the first round, the fastest Justin Gaethje has ever been finished in his career. Sick and neat. I mean, it took Eddie Alvarez... What, 25 minutes, 15 minutes, something like that? Justin Poirier, a little bit more than that? Yeah. Like, he outpaced everybody. He beat out Khabib. Uh Um, Now, with Charles Oliveira being out. Yeah. He says he's not going to fight until December. He wants to fight in December, and he wants to fight in Brazil, which is more than fair. He's an 
at this point, a very dominant champion. Yeah. And, um, well, no longer in name, but hopefully he gets paid it. So, next time he fights... He will be fighting as the number one contender. And then he could potentially get the championship then. Yeah. So, he fought, lost his championship, and then the next fight he does, he's eligible to get the belt again. Yeah. Okay, got it. So, this Justin Gaethje fight, in the records, which is bullshit... I mean, and this took him... How much damage did the man take? You know, like, he can fight again Mm. today, you know? I mean, not at weight, (laughs) but, but, but physically like he's healthy enough to mm -hmm. fight again soon. So he doesn't want to fight until December. So he called out Conor McGregor. He said Islam needs to fight Benil Dariush in order to win. Okay. Uh, title shot against him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And those are pretty much it for right now. Uh, Fucking Dustin Poirier called him out. No, we're not going to see Charles versus Dustin anytime soon. You got chucked out, bro. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then Michael Chandler, he lost to Charles Olivier. He does not get another title shot. No matter how good what we'll talk about later was. Uh, So, yeah. Those fights make perfect sense. Conor McGregor says he doesn't want to go down to 170. We'll talk about something for him later. (laughs) I mean, he's a big fucking dude now, and I get it. Like, it's a tough fucking weight cut, and he has had nothing but tough fucking weight cuts, and he's li- he's living the life of luxury now. That's why he's so fucking soft, soft little fucking pillowy boy. Yeah, he's a rich boy, rich, rich, soft person now. <laughs> it is what it is. Hey, he earned it. He's the richest motherfucker in the world, best pay per view seller. I'm not even hating on Conor McGregor. I wish I was Conor McGregor. He's just soft. He's a soft little pillow boy, and it is what it is. Um. <laughs> All right, so the next championship fight we need to talk about is between the champion now, Carla Esparza, and former Rose Namawanas. Is everyone overreacting, or how bad was this fight actually? Remember, Esparza um, says, or he also this was like brought up, but Esparza says Namawanas lost the fight to herself. Um, she feels like Rose fought not to lose at UFC 274. I mean, I don't know. This is delusional, right? Yeah. Like, hearing it come from them, saying, like, I won this. Yeah. Like, you lost that. Yeah. Like, that's delusional. Mm Mm-hmm. Because that fight was not really a fight. Nobody won, honey. So, I don't want to disrespect them because they ended up going in there. Yeah. But, this was not a good fight. Mm -hmm. This was a bad fight. And not only that, it was a championship fight. Yeah. And where I think... Some fight fans are coming from is like, hey, like, some people pay tickets to see this. Some people paid for this pay per view. Yeah. Like, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> but that's where it's to go out there and not engage in a fight, mm-hmm. and that's the game plan mm-hmm. per Pat Barry. Mm-hmm. Rose's coach mm-hmm. and all the time that they were going to the corner it was like you're doing it right you're going to the game plan yeah. these boos mean you're doing it okay yeah it's like dude nothing happened yeah nothing happened yeah. four strikes were thrown in one round three strikes were thrown in the second right 10 minutes went by right and eight strikes were thrown mm-hmm More than a third of the fight had occurred, and that's what was put out there. Right. Like, I just don't know. I don't know. Like, I can't... I can't even say that it's the corner's fault, because even as a fighter, you should know to, like... You're not doing enough. Mm -hmm. So that's what I mean. It's just, like, that, like, definitiveness of, like, oh, I won, or, oh, they, they lost it. 
Yeah. Like, what, is, what the fuck are you talking about? Right. Now, disparaging them and being like, yo, you suck or whatever like that. Like, no. That's yeah. not what I'm advocating for. That's not what I'm saying. Right. Rose is a bad motherfucker. We saw that with John Wei Lee. Carla Esparza will fuck a bitch up. We saw that with Yan Zhao Nan. Yeah. I'm sure these motherfuckers were both trying to kill each other. Yeah. Sometimes it just doesn't work out. Yeah. And this time it just failed spectacularly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my biggest beef with all of it was just how much the commentators were really ragging on these ladies, more so than I've seen them do for even bigger upsetting fights. For example, Izzy versus Yael, or Yoel Romero. And I feel like because it's those two guys, people love them so much. <coughs> no one's shitting on them the same way that the mm. commentators did for that fight. And so that's my only beef with it is like already in a place where you need to be building and supporting that weight class, that mm. division, that like fan base, those fighters, let's not shit on them that bad like not more than others yeah and i think what i was telling you before it was they just had nothing else to talk about and that was easy to and I'm riff not, off of i'm not disagreeing i'm just saying that there have been worse but fights yeah. and they didn't shit on them like that and yeah, that's all 100%. i'm trying to say and that's where it's just like I, no i completely get what you're saying it was bad, and it was, it was up there yeah. for being one but, of the worst. No, like, yeah, let's keep the same energy. Like we, we, but we, you're not keeping the same energy right. now, so I'm not like. And to the ladies, come on, let's support them. Yeah, but you're not wrong. But like, let's not dog them. Overkill, <laughs> yeah. overkill a bit for me. Anyway, okay. So. Moving on from that to the, the heartache, heartache <laughs> yeah. of Tony Ferguson getting oh knocked out for the first time in his career. Uh, Tony was killing it in the first round. Oh. Uh, I thought it was a knockdown. The UFC stats website said it was not, but he was doing work on Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler ended up pulling a double leg. Michael Chandler looks scared michael chandler yeah. was cut. cut and tony was loving fucking, fucking life having a he ball. was smiling having a flashback of el kukui and the first strike that this motherfucker throws after the round ends is a punt from behind his fucking frame fucking to the point where he is goal. launching this poor man's skull like into Michael Chandler and beyond. Michael Chandler throws a front punt because that was not. That I cannot consider a kick. kick. That, that was, was a, a punt. Full on punt. Yeah. So front punts Tony's chin right to the chin, right in the perfect spot. And as an El Kukui fan, I feel like that was the most appropriate way. It had to be the most vicious fucking kick in order to knock this man out. Because it was, there was no other way he would have been knocked out. Y'all, I had just come home from working a 12-hour day. I got there right at the end of the first round. I ran to grab a drink. Amazon or something? Is it an Amazon? Yeah. Grab it. Well, go ahead and finish. I'll grab that in a bit. Okay. So I went to go grab a drink. I come <coughs> back, and there's someone on the ground. And I'm thinking, surely this is Michael Chandler. And then he turns a bit, and I see the tattoo, and my jaw hit the floor. And the heartbreak, babe. Uh, Tell the people. I mean, it was reminiscent of Frankie Edgar versus Corey Sanhagen. And as much as I respect Frankie Edgar and 
love him. It's not the same. Like, I just fuck with Tony. We've got Tony in our bedroom on the wall. Yeah. We fuck twice. with Tony. Twice over. Because he's also in the other one. You're right. And that's where, like, Tony is just that fucking vibe. Yeah. And, man, he looks so fucking good. He looks so fucking good in the first. Like, I mean, like, he looked like old Tony pushing Michael Chandler up into the edge. Mm -hmm. And Michael Chandler played it perfect. Went straight at him, threw one right up the middle, and it fucking landed. And props to Chandler for not following up. Oh, my God. Imagine if he had followed up on Tony Ferguson after that knockout. Mm -hmm. So props to Michael Chandler on that. So off of that note, Michael Chandler is the bell of the ball. Dustin Poirier is calling him out. Mm -hmm. Nate is calling him out. Mm -hmm. And he called out Connor, so Connor responded. Yeah. Out of those three fights for Michael Chandler, which, by the way, might in two years have fight of the year, Knockout of the year, and also, uh, fuck, I forgot, debut of the year. I was going to say, what is it when you first, like, your first year or something? Yeah. So, that is three accolades that you could get in two years. That's so sick. And knockout of the year, I think, is kind of in the bag. You knocked out the guy that couldn't get knocked out before. Oh, my God. So. So crazy. Which, he did that with Dan Hooker. I think Dan Hooker, at that point, had never been knocked out before. Yeah. Um, Who do you want to see him fight next? I think the Nate fight makes sense. Nate yeah. is a very dangerous fighter at 170 for Michael Chandler. I think that length is different. And Nate is a natural 170 year. Yeah. If there was a 160 belt, Nate would be perfect for it. I feel like that would be maybe just like a fun fight for Michael Chandler, but he's not really gaining anything from beating. Nate Diaz right now. I mean, it's a big fucking name, and it's yeah. la- it, and it makes sense for Nate because it's yeah. a big name that matches. Michael Chandler is older too; he's not yeah. a spring chicken. Sure. And it's a big name for Nate to stay relevant and awake. Well, I don't know. He's yeah. just it's a fun fucking fight, and that's one that he can go out on for the UFC. Yeah. It's a favorable fight, I think, in my opinion. At one seventy, I think Michael Chandler at that weight class. Is not as fast, not as long. And for Nate, who is taller and has, I think, like a five-inch reach advantage already over him, mm-hmm. I think it's going to be an easier fight. It's like a bigger Tony Ferguson. Yeah. So, I mean, um, and Nate saying, send a contract, it's time. Yeah. He wants it, too. Yeah, he wants it, too. So, it makes sense. Give Nate a fucking fight. He hasn't fought in over a year, and he has been more than capable of fighting. Like... Come on, like, what the fuck? I think I just would so much rather see Nate fight Tony. Yeah. Next, that I would like maybe Chandler versus Connor and then let Tony and Nate fight next year. I mean, that's fucking... Well, no, Tony Nate needs to fight now. That's the thing. Like, he mm. needs to fucking get a fight and move on. Because he doesn't want to be part of the UFC anymore. And he well, only has maybe one fight after Michael country. Chandler beats Nate Diaz, then Nate yeah. and Tony can fight. Yeah, hopefully. But who the fuck if knows? Michael Chandler can take out Tony Ferguson like that, he's taking Nate Diaz down. Damn. You think I, he I think of Tony that highly that maybe not knocks him out, but some, some kind of fuckery with that him. That is true. That is fucking true. The I mean, man took out Tony Ferguson. No, that's true. And maybe I am dogging him just because I am a Tony Stan. Yeah. But I don't know. And not I, I just no think, disrespect to Nate Diaz, I think, but yeah. Tony Ferguson's better than Nate Diaz. That's fair. That's fair too. You know, that's all I'm saying. Uh, yeah, I don't know. No, you're right, babe. Shit, I can't I can't disagree with that. You're right. Hmm. But yeah, I think out of I, all the fights, mm-hmm. I think we can both disagree. Doesn't Poirier does not fit. <laughs> Sit down, Tony. Also yeah, sit down because you were talking the most shit about Michael down. Chandler, and now now you're like say my Please, name, me, me, yeah, me. and that's where I'm like, hey, we all hate Michael Chandler for what it is, but keep <laughs> it the same energy. Oh yeah, stay the same lane. Yeah, like you were very much like he doesn't belong here, and now you're like, hey, say my name. 
That sounds desperate to me. I think a Connor fight would be so fun to watch. That would be a fun fucking fight. And because who wouldn't want to see that I fight? I just want to, like, just remember when Michael Chandler fought uh-huh. Justin Gaethje. Yeah. I want to see him fight Connor like that, too, yeah. you know? And he's going in there. I think Connor is a very fun fight. I think Connor, that's a winnable fight. That's something, too, that, like, Connor's not necessarily in his way, kind of similar with Nate Diaz. But if I had the option to fight Connor or Nate, like the mm-hmm. money fight is a Connor fight, mm-hmm. you know, like for Michael Chandler, that's a that's a bigger name to put on your belt mm-hmm. than Nate Diaz. Yeah. And I think Chandler could get Connor maybe. Yeah. I mean, you're I not know. wrong. You're not wrong. But Nate did say July 30th, 170. Yeah. So July 30th is plenty of Nate's time for Michael Chandler. Nate's putting moves in I mean, to make he, it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Beat a Michael Chandler. I mean, you're bound to get something that's a fucking good fight, so... Totally. It's worth the effort to put this fight together. Yeah. And, I mean, if you're right, if Michael Chandler can knock out Tony Ferguson, imagine if he can knock out Nate Diaz on the way out of the UFC. That would be the UFC's present. That's why I don't want it to happen, too, because I want Nate to still fight Tony. I mean, yeah, that's, that's fucking fair, but, like... Yeah. Shit... Yeah. If I'm the UFC, I might like, oh, maybe we don't need to do Hamza Chimaev. Maybe we can put Michael Chandler up to the task and he can knock out. Yeah. Fucking Nate Diaz. Yeah. What's one, what's another Mexican chin? I mean, oh shit. Oh my God. Damn, we're going to talk about heartbreak. Stop. All right. And that's it for this week's show. Yeah. If I can say so, I do think it's our best episode yet. Babe, tell the people how they can let us know that it's the best episode yet by leaving us a fucking comment, a motherfucking review. You, you, you scumbags, you listen to our show, you don't leave a review. What's wrong with you? What, what, what's up with that? You're, you're, you're better than that. Your mom raised you better than that. Like, your, your friends and your family and, like, your loved ones and your kids, like, they, they know that you're better than that. Leave a review. Leave a comment. Leave a like. Leave a subscribe. Leave a follow. Like, it's a fucking little heart on, right. uh, on Instagram. If y'all are on Twitter, <laughs> talk to us at MMA one Instagram at show. Or just send us an email, show at gmail.com. Have a great rest of your week. As always, from me, Motivated Andy, and... No Nutshot Nina. Invest in your mental health. (laughs) 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 Fuck you, John Jones. (laughs) Talk to you guys next week. Bye. (laughs)